Hey everybody, I'm Robert Yerby, and I'm an insurance professional, and admittedly, kind of an insurance nerd. My friends and family tell me that nobody is going to want to listen to a podcast about insurance, so instead, on this show, I'm hoping to share a story or have a conversation with a guest about some relatable experience, and then show you how insurance impacts that story or topic. My hope is you'll enjoy a few laughs with me and maybe learn at least one interesting thing about insurance along the way. Here we go. All right. Hey, everybody. This is Robert, and uh, thanks for joining us. I have a guest today, and it occurred to me as we were logging on, Jenna, I don't know your last name, and I don't want you to tell me either. I'm just going to introduce you as Jenna. That's fantastic. I mean, I'm kind of like a mysterious ninja anyway, so I probably wouldn't want you to know my last name. The other thing I thought of was, I don't know if you knew my first or last name, right? Right. And and that's a secret. I don't want you to tell anybody, okay? Okay, I promise. Okay, because... Money. If they offer me money, I don't know if I can keep that promise. I don't know why they would, would they, and it's, see, nobody knows what we're talking about now. They, they're thinking this is weird. <laughs> so, so you and I know each other from the karaoke bar. Right. And I have a karaoke name. My, my karaoke name is Crash. And that's how you've known me. And I, yeah. I, I guess I've got to ask, did you know that I had a real name or what it was? No, listen, if you remember, I, I didn't know, and you told me my name is Crash, and I was like, oh, okay, and I honestly, I thought maybe, is this like his rock star name, because I feel like you have a secret rock star life that you don't like to talk about, and so I figured it was like your rock star name. Yeah, I keep busy, yep. <laughs> yeah. And I, hey, so can I also tell you, just to make it even more confusing about my name, is that my name is actually Gina, not Jenna. Oh, Okay. All right. It's like with a G. Yeah, it's spelled Jenna for whatever reason. My mom spelled my name Jenna, but it's pronounced Gina. I don't know if she was trying to be fancy or I'm not really sure, you know. But uh, as you notice, I I hardly ever correct anybody about my name pronunciation anymore. Um, so any of our friends at the karaoke bar, if they if they ever really wanted to find us in real life, they they just wouldn't be able to. Right. 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 I like that. I like that too. Okay, so here's really what I wanted to get to. So you and I were uh, were hanging out just last Friday, and we're you can say we're we're at this bar pretty regularly, right? Right. I've been there about you know 500 times, and uh, you and I were both informed by the manager that they cut the tree down that was growing in like the front of the restaurant and i don't mean like out front it was in the building growing up through the center of the restaurant they cut it down i I swear to you still i had no idea that there was ever a tree inside that restaurant right me either and i still i still haven't looked to see the cut site you went up and looked at it right I saw it both on the ground level and I went upstairs. Yeah, that was the other thing. I didn't know there was an upstairs even. But yeah, I went upstairs and saw like where that used to be, like growing up through the floor. Yeah. And we we should go up there. It's lovely up there as they've redone it. Uh, we should go up and, and grab a drink uh, next time that we're both there. Yeah, definitely. Well, so 
I really try hard not to reveal my insurance nerd self when I'm out of karaoke. But I, I, as, as the manager's telling us that, I'm like, I don't know how like you could renew your, I, I don't know how you get property insurance or something like that to begin with. But of course, this goes back decades. But I feel like anytime the insurance company would do like a site inspection, they got to be like, this seems sort of dangerous to have a tree like in the middle of the restaurant. Don't, don't you think? Yeah. It sounds like there's all types of opportunity for liability. Yeah. And well, I mean, uh, trees fall down. We, we do have like storms, you know, in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. This was a tall tree. I, I forget, mm-hmm. like Lehigh said, it was like 60 or 70 feet tall or something. Yeah. Way, way taller than the building. I mean, the, the tree could. Right. Okay, but here's my question, because I, I'm like one of those that I don't like. I'm like way phobic about critters and bugs. So what's the critter liability? Like if I'm out there and there's a critter in the tree and it jumps on me, bites my face. Like, what's Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, so undoubtedly, you know, the bar has a general liability policy for, you know, all sorts of things. Yeah, like foodborne illness and, you know, people slipping and falling and yeah, squirrels, you know, falling out of the tree and gnawing on your face. And, you know, I maybe probably less likely that the liability insurance carrier comes out to do a site visit. And they're probably not thinking to ask the question, hey, do you have a tree inside the building? They probably haven't thought of that. And so they probably didn't specifically exclude it. But these are the sorts of questions that run through my mind when I hear there's a tree growing in the building and up through the floor. Yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be birds pooping on, you know, tables, you know, people's nachos and stuff. But that's gross. Yeah, that's that's really gross. But I mean, and it's been there forever, right? Because we both know this bar has been there for years, right? So, like, how old was the tree even? How old was it before they, they cut it down? Yeah, no idea. But somebody was telling me, like, there was bird crap all over, you know, like those tables that were right under the tree, which, you know, I I thought begs the question, like, why do you have tables under the tree? They're just going to be covered in bird crap. So what about, okay, so what about, like, I mean, obviously, living here in Arizona, right, we have a lot of out, you know, restaurants with outdoor space and seating and, you know, all that. Is that similar? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because it's outside, does it pose a different set of liability or things of that nature? I mean, I mean, no, not really. I mean, the the questions on your insurance application, they're going to ask if you have outdoor seating just so they can kind of rate that risk. But there's nothing out of the ordinary there. And and of course, I'm I'm not in that business. There's probably a you know hundred different things I'm not thinking of. But I look around restaurants and. I wouldn't want to be in that business because there's so many things that could go wrong. So, for instance, for instance, I'm not at the karaoke bar late into the evening very often. But when I have been there, I feel like there is this regular occurrence of people wanting to get up on chairs mm-hmm. and just, just be high enough where people can see them above the crowd. And, you know, they're, you know, Whoever's the DJ there is constantly, you know, having to say, get down, get down. And and why is that? Because people are drinking, people are moving around in the bar, people fall off and get hurt. 
Yeah. I mean, surely you've seen people that have been overserved there. Liquor liability yeah. is an issue. But I mean, even people that are overserved before they walk in, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there'd be a parade of, you know, brides and bridesmaids coming through there, and it's the 10th bar that they've been to. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine, like, I can't even imagine, like, to your point, like, you know, in that business, there's so much. I mean, even, you know, from what I do um, as an event center, and I have a bar, you know, and I have to look at what's my part of that liability versus what the venue or the bar, you know what I mean, or the bartender has to hold and all of those things and things that we have to do to make sure that we are, um, that we are doing our part, right, to show that we are um, encouraging safe, you know, quote unquote, safe drinking, right, and things of that nature. And it's just so much that you have to think about. Yeah, do you have to show that you've got, you know, a million dollars or two million dollars in coverage when you hold an event? Yeah, you know, it depends, right? And so when I'm doing something in a venue, for the most part, the venue is carrying that liability, especially when it comes to that, because they're serving, right? And um, and I'm talking like I'm an insurance expert, and I'm totally not. Um, so I might even be saying this, you know, a little wrong or off. But But when I'm hosting something, when I'm hosting something outside of a venue, right? So I'm hosting something either in a private home or... Even in, you know, even in our office building, which we don't really do anymore, but um, then I have to think differently about, you know, like we would never, we would never purchase alcohol and serve that ever. We would always um, contract with a caterer or professional um, service to come in because they are trained and have the liability and all of those things to manage that part of it, if that makes any sense. And then we also do certain things, communicating with our staff, you know, about being being smart, which sounds silly, right? Because it's like you're drinking, but we're saying, hey, be smart about your drinking. But constantly offering to provide rights and all of those things um, so that we are also showing that we're doing what we can to ensure the safety of anybody, of our guests. Yeah, I got you. As a side note, I don't know if you knew this about me also, but I'm a certified bartender in Arizona. I went to bartending oh. school. Yeah. No way. See, I feel yeah. like you're like anomaly of like, I don't know, are you like a secret agent? And you just, I'm just you can't busy. talk about I keep very, I keep very busy. I, I don't actually bartend anymore, but I, I went to uh, the bartending school over on Apache in Tempe. It's probably six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. Did you ever, did you ever bartend? Yeah, I worked at uh, Wild Horse Pass for a while, and I did private parties. Did you like it? Yeah, no, it was fun. I I didn't like being up until three in the morning working right. over, you know, and that's when a lot of those shifts were. I I got to get to bed at a decent hour. I am. You think I have a rock star life? No, I, I pretty much need to be tucked in by ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, rock stars don't typically go to bed at like 10.30. I feel like when, when we get older, I feel like there will be a market demand for live music that starts at 7 p.m., is over by 9. And when I say live music, I mean like, I mean like rock bands. I, I want the band to be off the stage at 9 o'clock. You know, we're, we're in the car and we're out of the parking lot. 
9.15, and, and I'm in bed at 10 o'clock. Right. But I mean, so here's, here's, I, I feel like day drinking was not a thing when we were younger, right? So when I was in my 20s, day drinking wasn't really a thing. And day drinking is the best because you are, you know, you're starting to your point, you're starting early, you're noshing as you're drinking. So you never get to any crazy level. You're in bed by eight, you're home and in bed by eight. That's like the best. Well, when I'm on vacation, I mean, I'm, I'm just flat out drunk by four o'clock. I go to bed, I'm back up at seven and ready for dinner and ready to go again. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But I'm going to dispute that. I think I'm pretty sure day drinking was a thing. I have a lot of cousins and uncles that were definitely day drinking on weekends when I was a little kid. We just didn't, I mean, when I was in that era of my life, it was, you know, we were, we um, ate dinner early because we didn't want to, as girls, we didn't want to like eat and then try to put on cute clothes and go out dancing, right? So you eat early, you take a nap, you get up by like 8, 8.30, get it together out the door by 10. And then once you get there, then you're, you know, you're going hard because you're trying to, you know, whatever, because the bars closed at like one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so inevitably you were like up super late, drinking super late, which meant you were sleeping in the next day and feeling like crap for a good part of the day. Yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> sounds awful. The day drinking sounds like a much better deal. Right. Well, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm working forward now. Uh, same day that we heard that they knocked the tree down in the restaurant. Uh, you and I were up to no good, and I I wonder if there's any potential liability or, or what the issue is if customers are to smuggle in outside food and drink. Hmm? Do you, you suppose that's an issue? Because that happened last Friday. Right. For the record, for the record, um, all your fan base and listeners, this was I was peer pressured. Oh gosh. I was peer pressured. Okay, I can be persuasive. Okay, I think they'll buy that. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, I mean, of course, top of the list is is any venue that serves food, they want you to spend your money there, right? I mean, that's the top, that's the top reason. However, there are some um a lot of venues will claim, um, and I'm not saying it's not true. But if you bring in something and you eat it and you get sick or there's something that happens, right? And so they don't want accountability or liability for that. I don't know how much of that is actually true or if they can prove otherwise, God forbid, somebody, let's say somebody smuggles in ice cream from some, you know, random place, fast food place that creates delicious ice cream confections. Not going to name it. Just say that. And for whatever reason, um, you have a reaction to that. You ate it in another establishment. You got sick from it. Like, is there really any true liability or would they just prove, hey, you brought that in? You know what I mean? Like, but but a lot of venues will use that as we can't allow this because of liability, la, 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 la. Well, they just nobody would know what exactly made you sick. What was it the was it the Dairy Queen or was it you know the chicken wings that I ate 
that were made right. in their kitchen. Right. But I'm I'm with you. I think they just want to sell their stuff. That's the big yeah. thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I get absolutely. that. Absolutely. But okay, so this is what happened. So I, I had some chicken wings at the bar and they're delicious. I get them on a regular basis, but on this particular night, last Friday, I needed a little something sweet afterwards. And and you know what? Give me some credit. I did ask G, like, hey, do you guys have ice cream? And he said no. So I, I had to go outside. And that's when I turned to you and you like, what was it, Instacart or DoorDash? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, we just got it delivered. And and I, I met the guy out on the street. By that point, they did have you know, like a doorman, like bouncer there. But um, I played it super cool. Just kind of walked in like I, I do all the time. Like I own the place, go back to my seat, ate my ice cream. I'm still a little FOMO. Because I didn't get any. Well, I, I feel like you're going to get another chance. Because here's what I've thought since then. <laughs> you know what would be great is if we got a blizzard and then we mixed in a shot or two of vodka. A little vodka blizzard. Oh, that sounds delicious. I know, right? We, we but, but remember that we got the camera that we didn't know about. We just looked out that the manager wasn't in the office watching because there's a camera right where you and i hang out yeah well but now we know that the camera's there so what we we bring a little barbasol in and we just shaving cream right over the camera and we hope that they're not looking right at that exact second that we <laughs> that we foam it <laughs> oh my gosh you uh, you're such an instigator i love it yeah, and then yeah. we get some like whipped vodka, you know, shots, mix them right into the blizzard. I, I, that's a can't miss. I mean, here's the thing: why? How do they not have ice cream when they serve apple pie? I feel like if you're gonna have apple pie on your menu, you have to have ice cream. I don't know. I, I just don't know. They need yeah, they need some comment cards. And <laughs> be getting that Facebook page with some suggestions. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm going to do that tonight. You will laugh in my face. <laughs> <laughs> she will totally laugh in my face. Okay. So, um, so now, now we're making some, some concrete plans. Are you going to be there this evening? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be there. Okay. So my usual Friday routine for you and, and, and all the fans. Okay. I, I try to get a nap on Friday afternoon. So, you know, the phones stop ringing in my office. Things really slow down around 2.30, 3 o'clock. I can then get a nap, you know, wake up around quarter to four, get a shower, get myself looking pretty. Yeah, head up there. And I'm, I roll in at like five, maybe quarter after. Okay. okay. And I have, I have all new songs that I've been working on. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. How about you? You got any new stuff? Is it a secret? You're not going to tell me the songs, right? They have to be a surprise. Well, if I tell you, you can't uh, you can't press me to sing any or all of them tonight because, of course, it depends on who else is in the room. You know what the vibe is like. Right. True. Okay. And and here's a great example. So I'm I've been working on I would do anything for love. Mm. I meet love. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
uh, I, I need Mojo to be there, okay? Because she's going to sing that female part at the very end. And also, the, there's definitely, like, a vibe requirement with that song. Right, right. So that's one. Um, Making Love Out of Nothing at All by Air Supply. I've been, I've been working on that for a while. I sang it one time when there was, like, nobody else there. And I didn't do great. But I, I need to try it again. And then again, when there's actual people there, I, I think that there's been, I, I don't count how many times, but I, I bet you 15, 20% of the time that I'll sing a song for the first time, I absolutely hate the way that it went and I'll never do it again. I mean, yeah, there's been songs that I, that I know, right. And it makes me mad at myself sometimes because I know the song. You know, because I sing it, I sing all day, I have music playing all day, I work from home, and, um, but then, but singing it for the first time, where I'm not hearing the original sound of how it's supposed to sound, if that makes any sense, because when I'm at home singing a song, singing along to a song, I'm singing it with the singer, right, and that influences the way that I sing it, and then the first time, as I'm sure you know, obviously, when I'm singing it by myself, right, I'm singing it based on the way that I think it's supposed to sound mm-hmm. that very time. And then the next time I sing it, I start to sing it the way that it sounds naturally, it sounds natural for me. And it continues to kind of kind of play off of that. I will tell you the first time that I sang um, Faithfully by Journey, I was really surprised that I was able to sing that song. It was really surprising actually the first time I sang it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and obviously, you know, I continue to sing it. Yeah, I have like a whole, I have like a whole list of stuff that I'm like, you know, I need to get over myself and just sing it that one time, that first time. Well, I got to ask something about your process. So you you don't sing it at home on a karaoke track where it's just I you? Don't. I don't. I probably should, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I start out just like you do. I sing it with the original recording, and I, I sing it with... Like there'll be a YouTube track that'll have the original recording with lyrics on the screen. So I start like that. And then I take uh, the lyrics off and I'm singing with the original recording, but but going just based on my, my memory. And then I will go to a karaoke track and I'm singing it the way I want to sing it. Oh, so I, I've never done that. I've never yeah. done that. I think that helps. And and a lot of the songs that I sing, I don't sing like the original vocalist. I think of a good example. Um, well, the air supply song, you know, make love mm-hmm. out of nothing at all. I, like I can't I can't stay that high for five straight minutes. What was the song you sang on Sunday? Because it was because Rick wanted you to sing it, right? Oh, that was uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen. That was and amazing. That, it was Father's Day, and that my dad was huge on Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I'm so. sure you told me that. Listen, that was amazing. That was an amazing song for you. Well, thank you. Um, I have other Bruce Springsteen songs on my list. Uh, maybe I'll sing a uh, Hungry Heart. I haven't I haven't sang yeah. that before. What about Born in the USA? In the USA, have you ever sang that? No. Does that feel like a Fourth of July song? <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. But I mean, it's almost there, so yeah, I think that would, that would be awesome for your voice too. Yeah, well, actually, that whole album, you know, when I was a kid, 
and you had cassettes, you know, me and my dad would wear that tape right out. I, th I think we did wear the tape out. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know, okay, so so I know that a lot, including me, right, because I'm constantly sending you stuff, hey, I think you should sing this, hey, I think this would be awesome. So, um, and I know a, people, a lot of other people are probably doing that to you all the time, right, like saying, hey, you should sing this, hey, do you know this, right? Uh, like, I mean, I did some of that, yeah. So I have to tell you, so I, you know, people will, will do that to me, and I'm flattered. I'm always flattered whenever somebody compliments me, right, because I just, I really appreciate that. And, um, but I have to tell you that I numerous times will have people who, okay, so, I mean, obviously, you know that I'm African-American, I don't know if your fan, obviously your fan base doesn't necessarily know that. And so I will get people who um, who don't look like me, who will come up, like I had this one woman one night tell me, I would really love to hear you sing something soulful or some R&B. And I'm looking at her like, just because I'm African-American doesn't mean I can only have to sing R&B music. <laughs> like, like, I kind of took that some kind of way, because, you know, I'm all over the place, Crash, because you've heard me sing various stuff. Mm -hmm. But I was feeling some kind of way, like, lady. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for me to sing Carrie Underwood. It's all right for me to do that. <laughs> like, sometimes I'm like, stop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I get you. You know, people can look at you and, and kind of put you in a box. Um, right? Rude. Yeah, I... I, I think that happens to me too, but I don't, I don't think it's based on how I look. It's it's based on my voice and right. maybe what they've heard me sing before. Right. But um, I can sing a lot of different things. I mean, I, I could sing a country song tonight. I got a few of those. I, I sang somewhere over the rainbow you know, a few months ago. Okay. I got some old timey songs. You know, if I, if I roll in at 4.30 and it's it's a real... You know, blue-haired crowd. Like, I got some old stuff. So, I so so would love to hear your feedback on this. So, you know, a lot of times I wait to sing, right? Like, I don't necessarily sing right away. <clears throat> and and honestly, it's because I get a lot of my energy from the crowd, right? Not that I. It's never that I think I'm too good to sing for only you know, when the room is only half full. It's not that at all. It's that I feel like I sound better. And I don't know why. I just feel like I do better and sound better when there's more energy in the room. And so I'm curious. Like, and so it's always that weird, like, you you know, sometimes you don't want it super crowded because you want to be able to sing more. Otherwise, you know, you're waiting some time for an hour to sing again. Um, but at the same time, and to your point, you want to try something, try some new stuff. But you don't necessarily want that to be your only song if you can only get one or two songs in, right? Yeah. Um, so it's always this weird, like, oh, I want to sing that, I want to sing. But just curious what your thoughts are on that for you. Oh, I I definitely have the same thoughts. I, I don't want to try something and have it be bad and that be my only song. Because I will think about it all week. <laughs> yep, yep. It's it's yeah. like softball that way to me because you know if I go 0 for 4 in my softball game and I gotta wait all week 
to go up to the plate again. Oh man, it's miserable. And it's the same way with karaoke. I, I've got to have at least one that I can think back to and be like, yes, I rocked. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And when the energy is off, so even like Sunday um, after you left, it was just kind of a weird energy, right? Like sometimes you go and you're like, even though the room might be full, the energy's weird. And it's just, well, like, I feel like I can't do that well. I always feel like as soon as I leave, like the whole place is deflated. Well, I mean, there's that. Right. We have to work really <laughs> it's like Crash has left the building. What are we going to do now? We're going to sing, you know, sad songs the rest of the night. Well, OK, so before I let you go, I have to ask you, have I been hearing a smoke alarm chirping in the background? Oh, yeah, I totally forgot about I like have like blinked it out. Yes, it just started last night and I haven't had a chance to call. It just happened last night. It just started last night. Okay, but well, last, first. I'm changing alarm batteries. <laughs> okay, well, don't let it go too long. That's a safety issue. I know, I know. We're going to have to call it right there. Gina, thank you for joining yeah. me. Uh, and <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh, if anybody listening is a licensed insurance producer or adjuster and you're looking for insurance continuum education, check out our website at bnfce.com. If you like the podcast, tell your friends, give us a rating, give us a review, and we'll be back with another episode soon. All right. Thanks, everybody.